Live for another great edition of Strong Style. That is Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope, of course, into the world of professional wrestling and MMA. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York, and we welcome you once again. As always, tons and tons to get into, and as I am so prone to usually forget to do, I will remember it this time. If you would like to find the podcast, you go anywhere you can find a podcast, whether that be Podcast One, Spotify, iTunes Store, uh, wherever else you can find one. And you can leave us a rating, review, question, comment, suggestion, um, chicken and rice recipe, longhorn gift cards, whatever. We're good. Actually, we don't need anything. We don't need any gifts or anything. We're good. But if you'll do that, it will definitely help the show. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, we do respond to everything. You guys will see that. And uh, if there is a place that you regularly get a podcast and we are not, please let us know. And we will make sure to change that so that we are there uh, the next time you look for us. If you would like to email the show, the number three, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. Three endzone at gmail.com will get you straight to the show. I personally respond to each and every email you guys send. That is me. That is absolutely 100%, 1,000% me. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can look for Strong Style. You can look for Impact Media. You can look for Jeremy York. Uh, you can find us all kinds of different ways uh, through that. Once again, if you can't find us any of these ways, email us, drop us a line any way you can. We will help you navigate that. Now, if you would like to just follow the, the show links, then you go to Twitter. At Team Impact Media is just the show links. Every show we do, the three college, the regular sports show, the uh, this show, Strong Style, and very, very soon, Board Check, which will be our hockey show. Yeah, it's around the corner. If you would, are so inclined to want to follow me personally on any social medias on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram at the Impact 99 will find me. You will find all show-related things. You'll find some non-related show things, some fun things we do, adventures we get into on and off the show. And uh, we uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. So, oh, and we'll talk about it more towards the middle of the show, but uh, go visit our friends at betonline.net and, of course, if you are here locally, I say locally, but if you are out in the Bremen, in Bremen, Georgia, out in Carrollton, Georgia, or even Dallas, and there's, I think there's another location somewhere, because it's not in Dallas, it's actually in Hiram, uh, go check out our friends at The Buttered Utter for the best ice cream you'll ever have. Uh, they have all kinds of other tasty treats. You can make any of their flavors into milkshakes. I highly recommend that. Uh, they have baked goods. Peanut butter pie is off the charts. They have uh, things like breakfast quiches. They do shepherd's pies, pot pies. They do things like that, all kinds of fun stuff. So if you just stick in the oven and voila, at dinner. Definitely go visit our friends at The Buttered Utter. Now. I said there's a lot to get into, and there absolutely is. We're going to start with the world of fighting, and of course that's going to be UFC Fight Night that we just had over the weekend. 
Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yedong. Although, I think we should really look into that. That actually the way in China they do last names then first names, I'm pretty sure. So Song is actually his last name. Yedong is actually his first name. So shouldn't it be Yedong Song? Or out of respect, are we doing it the way they would write it? Because it's... I, I am good either way. Either way, this thing was a Donnybrook, if there ever was one. A Donnybrook of fisticuffs. That may actually be... I think that's going to be the title for today. I'm writing that down right now. The Donnybrook of fisticuffs. But this thing, wow, were these two trading blows. It was... Just amazing. Just amazing. Uh, Corey Sanhagen was getting the upper hand a little bit, but Song was right in it. Right in it. And then that gash opened up. And that was a big gaping wound. Um, the doctor was suggesting that maybe you should potentially stop the fight after the second round. Herb Dean said, get out of here. And then he tried again after the third round, and Herb said, nope. Because for one, Song, was, Song said he was good. And then after the fourth round, that thing opened up to such a wide gap that... It just, there was there was no way to prevent it at that point. It was affecting his vision. It was uh, it was just it was not doing well for Song. Uh, it, it was it was uh, you know you're looking at potential permanent damage at that point. Some things that can really mess up. You know, especially in vision and things. That means maybe he wouldn't see a he wouldn't see uh, some shots coming from from Corey to where it, it could really really mess him up. And so. Um, the doctor and Song and his people and Herb Dean all determined it was the best thing to call this a doctor stoppage TKO, which it was after the fourth round. I only had one round to go. Yeah, it would have been nice to see that last round, but it's it's about safety and it's what you what you should be doing. It was the absolute right call. Uh, it wasn't the other two. It, this was the right call here. Corey Sanhagen wins by TKO, Dr. Stoppage. Um, I would love to see these two fight again. I don't think it should be right away, obviously. But uh, Corey Sanhagen continues to just be the hammer and potential gatekeeper in the Bantamweight division. Uh, I, I think he's got. you got to start thinking about him in contention because every time they try to figure out who the new top contenders are, for some reason they always skip over Corey. I don't get it. I don't get it. Corey Sanhagen has always been that hammer. So let him be the hammer. Put him up in the high profile. This was high profile, but put him up in the highest of highest profiles. If you want to make him take on another top contender and then go for a belt, fine. I, I think you, you've got to consider him for the next shot or so. 
Great fight, though. Great fight. Uh, I think without that wound, I think Song probably makes a, a really good comeback in the fifth, and we have to start looking at scorecards because even with the big the big spot he had on his head, a lot of these judges said they had it two two going into the final round. So it was gonna it was gonna it was gonna get decided one way or the other. Uh, also on the main card, we had Chidi Ngukwani, who took on Gregory Rodriguez. G-Rod with the second round, uh, just a little over a minute in, uh, TKO. Uh, Gregory Rodriguez, man, straight up balling. Uh, Chidi did a good job, but uh, not good enough because Gregory was able to uh, get the TKO, and uh, it, it was it was fantastic. Uh, Andre Philly took on Bill Algio. I know our friends at the Ankle Pig Pod uh, are big Algio fans. Uh, Algio did a good job here, but this goes to decision. Andre Philly gets the split decision win. I don't know if it should have necessarily been split. I had Andre all the way, but hey, it just shows the respect they have for Algio. Also, they had Joe Pfeiffer, who has a fantastic story. It involves Dana White uh, uh, showing that Dana White is human and uh, reaching out to really help him out a little bit here and there. Uh, but he, uh, Joe Pfeiffer ends up with the victory over Alan Amandowski by TKO in the first round. It was getting, uh, I think it was about right at the four-minute mark. Uh, good for Joe Pfeiffer. I believe he got a bonus as well. He deserved it. And uh, uh, hopefully things are going well for him. Like I said, if you, if you look into his story, it, it's fascinating. Just a fascinating story. And then last on the main card was Tanner Bozer versus Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento gets the split decision win. Some of you had Bozer. I have spoken to you. Some of you had Rodrigo. I had Rodrigo. Uh, winning that fight. I think he, he did uh, more than enough. I split. The splits throw me off a lot of times unless they're really close. I thought Rodrigo should have won outright, but uh, at least the right person won. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's not easy to judge these things. It's about as easy to judge an MMA fight as it is to probably train and be in one. So, uh, you know, shout out to them on that. Uh, Loma Luke Boomy had a unanimous decision win over Denise Gomes. That was a fun fight. That was a fun fight. If you, if you want to go back and see, I believe ESPN Plus, you can go back and see all these. Uh, in one that surprised me because you guys heard me pick uh, Maria Agapova. Uh, uh, well, she gets submitted by Jillian Robertson. And uh, it, it she she had that arm wrapped up. She, she kind of had a, a little bit of, of the head, shoulder, neck area too. And it just... Uh, Maria couldn't do much about it, but tap. So she does. And a uh, good win for Jillian Robertson. And I apologize for uh, doubting you, Jillian. Uh, Javid Bajarat got a unanimous decision win over Tony Gravely. That was a fun fight. Go back and watch that one if you can. I think Bajarat, I believe his little brother, just got a contract in the Contender Series just last Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but last Tuesday. So, uh... Go check that out. But 
good fight night, you know, good solid fight night. The last time, the last time they had an event was UFC 279. So coming off a of pay-per-view, you never sure what you're going to get. I think you got a super solid card that had a lot more ups than downs. Uh, they're going to take this week off. The next time they will fight is fight night. October 1st, Mackenzie Dern versus Jan uh, Zaunan. That one, I believe, is at the Apex. Can we check on that? I thought I had it written down. Apparently, I don't. Was that at the Apex? Producer Sassy checking that out. For, yep. Yep, I'm getting the, uh, the approval of producer Sassy, that is in the Apex at Las Vegas. Uh, Zaunan versus Dern, that's that's going to be fun. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking Mackenzie Dern. I think she is on a bigger rocket ship right now than Jan. Uh, it's going to be a good fight, though. Women's strawweight division, that uh, Mackenzie Dern at minus 220, that's, that's not a bad bet either. But if you want, at plus 180, if you want to throw some money on Jan, it is what it is. Uh, I think McKenzie is about a 65, 35% to win this. I, I got her as a, a little bit of a favorite. But uh, yeah, I take McKenzie Dern. Also on the main card, Randy Brown versus Francisco Trinaldo. Randy Brown is a, is a uh, minus 280 favorite. I think he he's probably he's probably the better bet in this one. If you're going to make a bet, uh, minus 280 is a little high in my opinion. For for me personally betting, if if you want to do that, that basically means to the effect of you have to bet two hundred and eighty dollars to win a hundred dollars back. So if you won, you'd get three eighty because you get your two eighty plus the one hundred back. Um, but I think Randy Brown is going to win that one. Rayoni Barcelos is the slight favorite over Trevin Jones. That's a minus two ten there in the bantamweight division. Um, I think I'm going with Trevin in that one. Plus one twenty five, uh, plus one seventy five. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's that's uh, if you bet a hundred, you would win hundred and seventy five back, so you'd get two seventy five total. Uh, I just I think Trevin's gonna pull the slight upset. Rayoni's really good. Uh, probably gonna try to chase the submission, and I think it's gonna get him into trouble against Trevin. That's just the way I see it. Uh, so Deke Youssef is a minus 800 favorite to beat Don Shanus, who is plus 550. I know how good Sadiq is, and he probably will win this hands down going away. But for plus 550, I think it is very much worth slapping uh, uh, $10 down, you know, $20 down, you know, to to win 55 or, or 110 back. I mean, you know, it's... If uh, you're so inclined to just pick a long shot, I, I, Don has a chance to win that. But uh, Sadiq should, but yeah, go Don. And last on the main card, this is all on ESPN Plus by the looks of it, is John Castaneda, who is a minus 220 favorite over Daniel Santos at plus 180. Uh, Castaneda, he, he, can, he can definitely throw some hammers while on his feet. I will say I'm actually going to go for Daniel Santos in the slight upset. That is plus 180. I'm going to take Santos with the plus 180 uh, uh, dog in that one. Uh, there's only seven on this card, so there's probably going to be a few more added. We will talk more about it next week when it comes around. But 
Jessica Penne versus Tabitha Reese should be a lot of fun. We will break that down more uh, next week. Now, there is MMA this weekend. Bellator, 285, Benson Henderson versus Peter Queeley from the Three Arena in Dublin, Ireland. It's going to be fun. This is Friday night when this is happening. This is the 23rd. Should be a lot of fun. I know we will all be keeping up and uh, checking it out as it goes along. Let's talk about it. It seems like the ageless wonder seems like Benson Henderson has fought everywhere, every promotion, and he's fought for 200 years. He doesn't look old. He doesn't act old. Any of that. Doesn't sound old. But he has had 40 professional MMA fights and he and uh, he he has gotten it done a majority of the time he is 29 11 and 0 and he is the uh, he is the favorite from what I'm watching uh, Peter Queeley on the other hand product of I believe Dublin Ireland or right outside of it is 13 6 and 1 a couple of his victories include beating a pit bull brother and uh, he he did it with some massive elbows to the top of the head, and it was a doctor stoppage because of the wound. So Peter Quilly is a is a junkyard dog, as they call it. He's going to go into this fight and want to uh, really just trade punches back and forth. But if it goes to the ground, I'm not sure how this is going to go because both these guys are very capable of slapping you in uh, guillotines and a uh, couple other. I mean, even arm bars and, and ending this thing a lot quicker than their opponent maybe wants them to. Uh, I did pick Queeter, uh, Queeley, uh, Peter, I'm trying to say that way too quick. I picked Peter Queeley for the slight upset in this one, but it would not surprise me if Benson wins, but I'm taking Queeley. Uh, Yoel Romero is going to face Melvin Manoff. I don't know why they keep booking Melvin to face the uh, just biggest volcanoes he can run into, but he gets Yoel Romero. He keeps getting booked against uh, better and better wrestlers, and that is something he is not good at defending. Uh, It's fascinating to me that they keep doing that, but uh, apparently Big John McCarthy said the same thing on his pod that that I, I, I don't get. I don't know. Because Scott Coker loves this guy. He loves Melvin. He loves Yoel, too. But he loves Melvin. And he just keeps picking the worst matchups for him. It's crazy. But uh, Yoel Romero is 14-6-0. And, oh, and Melvin Manhoff is 32-15-1. and one. Who did I pick? I picked Manhoff in this one. Uh, Yoel Romero, though, he's still trying to prove to everybody that he's still a top dog, a top contender in the light heavyweight division. Well, he is. Him and Melvin, they are in the lightweight. It's going to look more like a heavyweight. They are going to, it's going to be a, uh, a gunslinging fight for sure. Um, also on the main card, we get Leah McCourt versus Diana Silva. Diana 10, 7, and 0 out of Brazil. And, of course, Leah McCourt out of Northern Ireland is 6, 2, and 0. Looks like McCourt is the heavy favorite. I believe I chose McCourt, and I think this is going to go the distance because these two, these two are, um, these two are going to wear each other out for three rounds. But I don't think either one of them are going to be able to find that finish. 
but I take Liam McCourt uh, by decision. That is what I say, uh, and I think uh, I think that's what a lot of you guys are saying as well. Also on the main card, Mads Burnell versus Pedro Carvalho. Two names that if you follow Bellator, you hear them a lot. They do well a lot. Uh, Burnell is the slight two to one favorite. It looks like at 16, four and 0, 12, six and 0 for Carvalho. I took Mads Burnell. Um, I, they're both going to be looking for submissions. You're going to see some really good jujitsu out of them. You're going to see them both take a, take a couple big risks to try to find that hold to end this thing. Uh, but I will take Burnell. And then uh, last on the main card, I don't know much about these guys. I dug in and did a little bit of digging, and it was just a solid guess, honestly. Uh, Syrian, or Ciaran Clark, who is 5-0-0 from Ireland, is going to take on Brazilian Raphael Hudson, who is 5-3-0. I kind of looked into them. They tend to go to... In the limited, what, 13 total fights, they tend to like decisions and things like that. I do think even at 5-0-0 that Clark is going to um, put in some good shots on Raphael Hudson. But I feel like this one's going to go to decision, and I think Hudson is just going to uh, just going to do just slightly a little bit better and able to win this one. Now, this is a contract weight fight of 150 pounds. That means uh, one of them is probably a 155-er, and one of them is probably... Um, what a 170, and they uh, they just needed to fight. Uh, the rest of the card is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, like I said, it goes down. It goes down this Friday night on Showtime from the Three Arena over there in Dublin. That's just going to be spectacular. Uh, I love when they go international with these with these cards and things like that. And uh, Ireland is just looks like a beautiful place to hold an MMA event. But that's going to wrap up the MMA portion of the show. We're going to take a short break to talk about our friends from BetOnline.net. And when we get back, we are going to uh, do a, a swan dive off the top rope into the world of professional wrestling. So we'll be right back after this message. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline where the game starts. And we're back here on Strong Style. Remember to go visit our friends at betonline.net. They not only have the betting odds and ways that you can wager some of your hard-earned dollars, but they also have the articles where they're doing a lot of the research for you. They have podcasts to advise you and uh, trends and things coming up and things like that. 
And uh, definitely go check them at betonline.net. They are uh, some really cool people. All right. Let's start into professional wrestling here. Let's start with Raw. We're going to start with Monday Night Raw. It opens up with uh, Seth Rollins, of course. And he says that uh, as far as he's concerned, he beat Riddle. He's done with Riddle. Well, almost everybody agrees with him. Except for Matt Riddle, who has officially gotten his first name back because they've said it multiple times now. It's uh, They've kind of undone what they did a few months ago where uh, they shortened, you know, Austin Theory to Theory. They shortened Matt Riddle to Riddle. They changed Walter's name to Gunther. It looks like they're going to stick with that. Uh, just just a couple of the things they did to see what they've uh, redone. But they kind of get into it. And then Damian Priest and Finn Balor come out, which is going to set up our first match. Uh, it was Riddle versus Finn. This was pretty good. Finn is starting to become a kind of a odd matchup for people, and him and Riddle just didn't look like they gelled very much. It was it was still a good match because they're both highly talented, but I felt like we could have got more out of this match. But it just seemed like it was thrown together, and they kind of wrestled that way. Now, of course, we know Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley are the rest of the group of Finn and Priest for Judgment Day. So, of course, they were there. Uh, I really do. I want to see what they do with Dom. They're trying to get they get him away from Ray, his dad. They're trying to show another side of him. And so far, we're not seeing much. He's just the he's he's the black sheep of the black shirt group. It's just I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, Dakota Kai and Io Sky with Bailey, of course, took on Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah for the Women's Tag Team Championships, and uh, this is a pretty good match. I, I feel like that Raquel and Aaliyah were not the original winners, going to be the original winners of the tournament, but they decided to do it because they like both talents and it helped showcase them coming out of NXT just a couple weeks ago, as they did. But uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky, they are your new tag team champions, women's tag team champions. It gives gold to the damage control group. It tells me that at some point, Bayley will probably be in the Raw or SmackDown champion. And uh, I don't have a problem with that. This is a super loaded group, and if you thought Toxic Attraction was a great trio, down at NXT, wait till you see what damage control can do on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we finally got to see Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, back in action as he took on Chad Gable. This was a pretty good matchup. They're both equal in athleticism and talent level, but uh, where Chad Gable is more of a, uh, a shoot-fighting and by shoot fighting, I mean more amateur wrestling style. Uh, Johnny Gargano can just out pro wrestle practically anybody on the planet. And uh, Johnny Gargano gets the big win there. And then he gets attacked by his buddy Theory, which will just lead to something somewhere down the road. Which, which is fine. Uh, but uh, as Theory was celebrating, uh, Kevin Owens come out. And... Uh, KO in theory is going to be fun, but these two get into some fisticuffs. They get into, uh, let's see, what, I, what is it called again? It's uh, 
Yeah, they get into uh, quite the Donnybrook of fisticuffs. And at one time, about halfway through their melee, Theory's lip gets busted pretty good. They only make reference to it later once they kind of get into it again. But uh, I very much think there should there might be some backstage stuff between these two. And uh, I'm not going to say Kevin Owens did it on purpose, but it didn't probably didn't hurt his feelings that uh, Theory got his lip busted. Just just saying. Um, Sonya Deville took on Bailey. It ended in a uh, melee. Never know. It was Bianca Belair versus Sonya. Uh, Bailey come down to the ring. It ended up in a melee. Bianca won the match. This is this is Bailey potentially working her way into the world title scene. And uh, if they have Bianca Belair beat Bailey straight up, then. I may have to stop watching parts of Raw because in, in on no planet it does that work. Um, what else is there? And then it ended Raw ended with Edge versus Dominic. Uh, it was okay. It it looked very much like Uncle Edge was teaching nephew Dom lessons the whole time and I mean Rhea and, and Ray and Finn and Priest all, all played parts in the end and it, it was it was okay it all could have been better but they're trying to get us entrenched in some of these storylines and so uh, sometimes we got to get through this stuff um, let's go to Smackdown next because I felt like it was better uh, we start off with Logan Paul in the ring and Logan Paul is he calls out Roman Reigns. Of course, Roman doesn't come out. He says, well, that's fine. How about you meet me in Las Vegas tomorrow for a press conference? Just you. You bring the rest of them if you want. To which that's actually answered by Paul Heyman, who comes out with the bloodline. And uh, he, he tells the bloodline, all four of them, uh, stay out of the ring. We're good. We're good. I, I, I don't need you here. And Logan Paul actually holds his own a little bit with Heyman. Heyman catches him a few times and, and does does kind of school him a little bit. That was pretty interesting. Uh, but in the end, uh, Sami Zayn ends up getting uh, sucker punched by Logan Paul because he tries to, to get in there and, and uh, he says, Paul, I got this. And Paul just flips his microphone up in the air and goes, oh, okay, if you got it, go for it. Go for it. And it ultimately ends up with uh, Sammy Gain Sane getting uh, smacked in the mouth. And they try to come after Logan Paul, but instead Ricochet comes down. That leads to, you got it, our first match. Ricochet versus Sami Zayn. Good match. Good match. Sami Zayn is probably one of the best talents they have right now, and Ricochet uh, has those uh, memorable moments multiple times in a match. Uh, ultimately, it ends up in, a, in another melee here where Madcap Moss actually comes down to even the odds where you get the bloodline on one side, you get Logan Paul, Ricochet, and Moss on the other. Right now, Moss is just kind of the extra guy, like, oh, wait, go uh, help that group in the ring, and so he does. So, um, I'm 
Braun Strowman takes out the maximum male models, runs Max and Maxine Dupree off, and uh, then the Alpha Academy comes down, and uh, he ends up uh, running through them, even though him and Otis kind of have a little bit of a dust-up, and uh, it looked like they really wanted to go at each other, but uh, cooler heads prevailed. If 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 that's who Braun's first opponent's going to be, Otis will give him a little bit of a battle just because of the power and the amateur wrestling background he has, so that will be fun. You got to eventually build Braun into a big contender, but for now he's got to get a few matches so everybody remembers who he is. Uh, Bailey, along with Damage Control, the new tag team champions, took on Raquel Rodriguez, and uh, Bailey ends up with the win, and then they're attacking Raquel after the match. Uh, the match was okay. It was more about what happened after, and as they were attacking, uh, Aaliyah is hurt, so she can't come defend. Raquel and help her out. So instead, some music hits and Shotzi comes down. She still only has one name. She should be Shotzi Blackheart. But uh, so Shotzi comes out and it looks like her and Raquel have kind of buried their hatchet and uh, maybe they'll team them up for a little bit, which is good. I'm a big Shotzi fan. She does some fantastic stuff. It seems like she's uh, been nothing but cannon fodder ever since uh, getting called up from NXT. So maybe pairing her with Raquel will will put her in some some uh, better spots. Uh, Solo Sokoa with Sami Zayn because uh, he invited Sami in front of his brothers, the Usos. He said, I got this Use. And then he goes, you come in Sami. So uh, looks like they're kind of pairing off, which is interesting. Uh, he defended his NXT North American Championship. That uh, Spoiler alert. When we talk about NXT, he wins. Uh, against Madcap Moss, it was a good match. It was a good match. Moss is a, a good matchup for Solo, and Solo showed that he very much can hold his own as a member of the Bloodline. He is not the weak link. In fact, I'm not sure there is one. But uh, Solo does win. He retains his belt, and uh, I like that NXT people can defend on... Raw or SmackDown, and I wouldn't mind seeing Raw or SmackDown people defend on NXT. I think it would be a great way to tie them all together. Uh, then we had a uh, a weird tag team match where the winners faced the Usos coming up for the tag belts. Uh, Hit Row and the New Day and Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. And by the end of this, uh, I'll be honest, the last team I thought would win actually did. The Brawling Brutes end up with the win after trading big shots towards the end and all that. They end up with the win, so you will see you will see uh, Ridge Holland and you will see Butch and with Sheamus, of course, they will take on the Usos coming up very very soon, but uh, Thought it was uh, thought it was actually pretty good to have those four teams. It could either be really good or really bad. It ended up being really good. All all eight of them or ten if you count uh, Gunther and Sheamus. Uh, good way to end SmackDown. Like I said, I felt SmackDown was a little better than Raw, and uh, it's two less hours, which I think could actually help Raw. Now let's go to NXT. Let's start right there. Carmelo Hayes defends his in, in a, uh, North American 
championship against Solo Sokoa. Spoiler alert, I told you, Sokoa ends up winning. He should have won this thing months ago, but I, for some reason they canceled his push about the time it was starting. But uh, good for him. It adds to his legacy. It adds to him being a member of the bloodline that they have uh, just all the gold. They all have belts. And like I said, him defending on multiple shows will only make it better. Also on there, the Creed Brothers took on Pretty Deadly for the Tag Team Championships in a cage match. Uh, pretty, pretty decent match. At one time, they handcuffed one of the Creed Brothers to, uh, it was actually Damon Kemp, I believe, to the top of the cage so that uh, he couldn't do much but stand on the top rope which kind of did even things up because one Creed brother is as good as both Pretty Deadly members. Ultimately, Pretty Deadly win. They get their UK tag belts back. And uh, we'll see where that goes going forward. More than likely, it will be Damon Kemp versus the Creed brothers. Um, unless Damon Kemp decides to bring his brother in to uh, even up the odds. And if you guys don't know who his brother is, I implore you to look that up. I don't think he's ready, though. We'll put it that way. Um, Flash Legend took on Fallon Henley. Match was okay. Uh, the main thing I, I want you to know about this is that, about this particular match, is that Fallon Henley, Last Legend's good. Fallon Henley is one of the up-and-coming talents you should be watching on NXT. She does some really good things. She's kind of, kind of a young Mickey James a little bit. In a lot of her mannerisms, a lot of the ways she does things. And last time I checked, Mickey James is a Hall of Famer. Uh, but definitely check out the stuff that Fallon Henley is doing. And uh, her match was last, like I said, it was pretty decent. But uh, overall, watch her body of work. Uh, Tony D'Angelo and... Uh, Channing Stacks Lorenzo took on, that's his uh, remaining henchman, took on Cameron Grimes to start with, and then he was joined later on because he needed a partner by uh, Joe Gacy. What an interesting team that ended up being. Gacy ended up getting the win for the team, which astonished Cam, but uh, whether Cam joins up with Gacy or not, it's... it's Probably, it doesn't mean anything right now, but um, if Gacy and Cam just have a little bit of an alliance without being a formal group, I think it definitely helps both of them. I'm a big fan of both. I think they can uh, they can play off each other quite well. Uh, and then the, the other kind of cool feel-good moment is a guy by the name of Big Body Javi. Took on a guy named Hank. Was it Wake? I think it was Hank Wake, uh, who is a backstage security guy, a.k.a. anytime you see wrestling security uh, that come from the back, 99 times out of 100, they are developmental talent. I don't know if you guys know that, but uh, even a lot of times at local wrestling shows, the security are the wrestlers who aren't on the card. A lot of times the smaller ones who haven't made their debuts yet or aren't big enough to be on the card. Just letting you know. Didn't know if you knew that, 
pull the curtain back a little bit. But um, even though Big Body Hobby got the win, in the back, in the back, um, Shawn Michaels approaches the security guard with Hobby right there in front of him. And he says, you know what? I know you didn't win the match, but I was so impressed by what you did. This is a heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. I'm so impressed with what you did. I want to offer you a contract. You need to be on NXT. Which is their way of saying he probably graduated the academy. But at the same time, it was a really cool moment. Because all the other security guys were there. They look at this guy. And so Hank Wake, I believe is his name. So welcome to NXT, Hank. Uh, fantastic uh, accomplishment there. Now, let's go to AEW. AEW. Let's start with AEW Dynamite. We start off with the semifinals for the uh, new championship tournament where John Moxley took on Sammy Guevara. Guevara did some pretty good things, but in the end, Moxley just torched the young guy just as much as he should. Uh, even with the help of uh, Tay and Anna, it was not enough. And Moxley ends up with the win and goes into the finals. Um, MJF comes out for a minute, introduces Hathaway, uh, Stokely Hathaway and The Firm, which is now the name of the faction over there. MJF and them are just associates. Uh, only when MJF needs them will, will they be seen together. Beyond that, uh, The Firm are going to operate and do their own things. I kind of like that. Because MJF doesn't need to be in a faction right now, and you don't need to associate them because there's there's a big gap that just makes them look like underlings, and these guys are not underlings. Uh, in a in a pretty good match, Jungle Boy took on Jay Lethal with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh at ringside. Uh, Jungle Boy has to do something because uh, Christian's dinged up. I think Luchasaurus is dinged up, and uh, it could be a while before either of them are ready. So they had to put that feud on hold, and Jungle Boy versus Lethal was very, very good. It made them both look really good, and Jungle Boy ends up with the win. They show a clip of Darby Allen doing some stuff with the Nitro Circus with Ta Travis Pastrana. Uh, he he did uh, he was on the little tricycle thing or the, the the big wheel. It was a big wheel. You ride the big wheel. Down the down the ramp and do flips and things like that. Uh, first time he hit the wall, which was kind of funny in Darby fashion. But after a while, he did some cool tricks, and uh, that's that's kind of his scene. That's kind of his crowd. Is some of those extreme stunts and stuff like that. And uh, I thought he did well. I thought it was tasteful. He was wearing a helmet. He was very safe about it. But uh, he likes a lot of that thrill stuff. And it's you know having. Having the Nitro Circus be a part of the AEW family is not a bad thing. Um, Hobbs beat a guy named Matt DiMartino. Uh, pretty decent match. It was really, really short. But of course, that brought out Ricky Starks and him and Hobbs get into it a little bit. And once again, it's a Donnybrook of fisticuffs that looks like it's a little more real than maybe it should be.
once again, I will mention, I will tell you guys what I'm drinking, but they do not sponsor the show. But unlike certain comedians and other things, it is not scotch. Um, but Hobbs and Starks, their, their feud is going to be interesting. I, I think Starks definitely has uh, could, could be a real big player down the road. Uh, if if he's built right and, and allowed to develop, uh, Hobbs could be Hobbs could be. It's hard to compare. He's he's almost a Mark Henry, but he's he's in instead of instead of powerlifting shape, he's more in just overall strength shape. But uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do here. They had Hobbs win the first one. Uh, it looks like they're going to get into it more from here on out. I look forward to it. They're both really good talents. They're both good friends. That usually leads to uh, really, really good matches. Uh, Penta, El Zero, Miedo, and Ray Phoenix, otherwise known as the Lucha Brothers, had their buddy Alex. And they took on Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, Swerve and Lee end up with the win, which gives them another credible title defense. And then the acclaimed with Billy Gunn come out and kind of tell Swerve and Lee how things are going to go. And basically the rematch between those two teams is happening uh, tonight, probably as we speak at the Grand Slam event. They are over at Arthur Ashe Stadium in uh, London. Uh, we will talk more about that particular event next week. But uh, from, from a friend of mine who is watching it right now and not telling me spoilers, he said it's been pretty intense. So... I'm looking forward to watching it, maybe when we're done with this show. Um, as Penta and Phoenix and Alex are walking out and Pac, they stop Pac in the back to ask him about the uh, about something. And it sets him off that, that they're not talking about him with the All-Atlantic Championship. And uh, then we see a flying fist come out of nowhere. We see Orange Cassidy pick up the microphone and... Uh, say if you, if you think it's so easy to beat somebody like me how about we uh we do this next week so that's probably a match that's happening now as well Pac and orange cassidy you would look and say this is going to be an awful matchup and i will tell you you are awfully wrong i can't wait to see what these two do clashing styles but it is going to be magic uh serena deeb and dr brett baker dmd team up because brett Really ticked off Jamie Hader, which cost her the, which cost Hader a chance at the World Championship, which I, I agree with you, Jamie. I'm behind you on that one. Uh, they took on Athena and Tony Storm, and Serena Deeb actually got a clean victory over Tony Storm, who is the sitting champion right now. It's uh t- tells me what they think of Tony Storm is she is definitely a transitional champion at this point, and. Uh, Whoever faces her next is probably going to beat her because I, I've never seen an, uh, an actual sitting champion or standing champion, however you want to say it, uh, get pinned flat on the mat or submitted, like, just in open television. It was uh, pretty weird. And then as Deeb and Britt were attacking Athena and Storm, Jamie Hayter come out and grabbed a chair out of Britt's hand threw the chair down, and then walked off. 
that's that's gonna be a fun that's definitely gonna be a fun feud because I am a big fan of uh Britt and a bigger fan of Jamie Hayter. And I think this is gonna be where Hayter shows everybody that she can be a top contender and I think she's gonna win the war with Britt and then go on to face uh the world champ, wherever that is, whether it's Storm, whether it's Thunder Rosa, whoever it is at that point. And uh that's going to be fantastic. Jericho took on Brian Danielson in the uh, the other semifinal for the heavyweight tournament. This was really good. Um, a lot of people thought that it would just be Moxley Jericho in the finals. I said all along that it makes more sense in so many different factors to have both Blackpool Combat Club members face off in the finals. And that is exactly what we get. Brian Danielson wins versus Jericho. Really, really good match. Jericho since already moved on to uh, challenge Claudio Castanoli for the Ring of Honor Championship. That's also happening tonight. But we're going to get Mox versus Danielson. And I, for one, can't wait for this because, yes, they're friends. Yes, they're teammates. Slightly different styles. They're still all about what makes wrestling great. And that is what's going to make their match so great. And I actually think Danielson should win. Because MJF is the X Factor. You get Danielson MJF. And I think Danielson MJF makes way more sense than Moxley MJF. And I know they're teasing Moxley and MJF, and if they want to face off before he faces Danielson, that is fine, but I feel bad for Danielson, because whoever MJF does face, I think he's going to win the world title. It was probably part of his deal, if he's smart it was, but overall, just a fantastic dynamite. AEW starting to pick it up again. Let's go right into Rampage. We start off with Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy. Solid match. What you'd expect out of these guys. Uh, good classic wrestling with a little bit of edge edginess to it from Hardy and Darby Allen with a uh, cannonball mentality. Darby ends up getting the win, and then Julia Hart and Brody uh, Brody King come down. I'm not sure where Murphy is, but they come down and disrupt and go after uh, Matt Hardy, and then Sting comes down and kind of breaks it all up. But uh, it's the first time we've seen Julia Hart and Brody since Malachi left. So maybe they're teasing some things they're getting into. Maybe not. But it was good to see them. Uh, knowing that Sting and Darby would take up for Hardy is kind of nice. It's kind of, you know, you kind of see that anyway. They seem to be the, the white stallion riders of a lot of situations. But uh, I think more importantly, that whole spot happened to show us Brody and Julia. Because here's what I say. I say you take Murphy and you take Brody and you make them a tag team who can also do solo things, but you make them a tag team. And you make Julia Hart the manager slash she can wrestle too. Think of it like the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. Where they can wrestle solo, they can wrestle together, or they can uh, mix it up and have the Bunny in there. And it is, uh, in fact, they could take on that team. And that would be spectacular. I very much think that's that's what they should do. 
We saw Eddie Kingston in a backstage segment, so it's good to see that he should be back soon off his suspension. Him and Sammy Guevara are clearly going to hash out whatever caused the suspension, but they're going to do it in a wrestling ring, which is where you should do it. Claudio and Yuta come, come out, and this is where I said that Jericho comes out and challenges Claudio for the match they're having tonight. Uh, should be fun. Penelope Cruz, who was slowly becoming one of my new favorite female talents, because ever since her return, man, she her game has went up uh, at least a level. And it was already pretty good, but, I mean, my goodness, Penelope Ford uh, is just, there's a crispness. There's a, her transitions are good. And her overall wrestling, her, her showcasing and is just fantastic. And, and having... Uh, Kip along her side, they're, they're a power couple for sure. I, I like them way better than Sammy and Tay. Way better. Uh, but uh, maybe we should start getting some more mixed tag action with some of the stuff going on there. I actually get the weird feeling that Kip is, Kip Sabian is maybe still a little dinged up and he's not quite cleared yet. And so that's why he's been doing some of the things he's done. But otherwise, Penelope took on Willow, Willow Nightingale, who is a fantastic talent as well. Penelope ends up getting the win, and she looked good in doing it. Willow is a fantastic opponent, uh, which is the best for her as well. I hope they keep her around for a while. They inherited her off the Ring of Honor uh, roster. Um, they kind of tease Dark Order and Hangman, but I think Hangman is like officially just going to stay friends with them. You know, I, I, I think he's saying that, you know, you guys still be your group, but uh, I, I'll be the uh, friend on the outside, and, and that's that's fine with him. And, you know, he needs to get into some other stuff anyway. Uh, we get Ethan Page with Stokely Hathaway taking on Danhausen. That match lasted uh, about as long as your average bathroom break. Didn't understand it. Thought they could give Danhausen a little bit more play there. And then we get the main event. That is Josh the Goods Woods with Tony Nice and uh, Smart Mark Sterling versus Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Now, Woods is a former pure champion in Ring of Honor. And Woods, the way I described him to people who didn't know him, I said he is a more agile Jake Hager. Same basic style, they MMA fight. They amateur wrestle. They train that direction. I'm not saying that Hager is is not super agile. He is. As he's gotten older, he's gotten a little stiffer. But uh, overall, Jake Hager can still get it done. And uh, Woods is in incredible shape. He seems to uh, to have dropped a few, slimmed up a little bit, and he looks uh, just fantastic. And uh, him and Samoa Joe had a war. They went at it tooth and nail and any other thing you want to use there. And ultimately, Samoa Joe wins, only to get attacked by everybody. Um, Woods was trying to attack him, but Nice was doing most of it because Woods was just worn out. Samoa Joe put him through it. And then Wardlow come down to uh, help run everybody off and even up the odds. And then we get a cool moment at the end where Samoa Joe and Wardlow are holding their belts, the TNT belt for Wardlow and Samoa Joe with his television Ring of Honor title. And uh, then they kind of toast them, cling them together, and celebrate together. 
and uh, that that capped off a, a great week of AEW action. Like I said, right now as we're recording this show, they are doing their show called. Um, they're doing their show called Grand Slam that is over uh, at Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is fantastic. And uh, we'll talk more about that next week. Now, as we get into, let's get into Impact Wrestling. Um, it started off with Mascara Dorado. You guys remember him from Lucha House Party. Uh, he took on Speedball Mike Bailey, who defended his X-Division Championship. Of course, Speedball wins. This was a pretty good match, though. Bailey finally found somebody he, he kind of matches up with to where his style is not so unorthodox. Dorado was able to kind of go toe-to-toe with him, kind of uh, flipping and flying as much as he was flipping and flying. It was a pretty good, solid match. He didn't have the strikes that Bailey did. But Dorado looked good there, and they shook hands at the end. That was fantastic. Uh, then Kenny King come out and dropped Mike Bailey. It looks like that's going to be the next contender for him. Uh, good for Kenny King. Um, Crazy Steve and Black Taru took on Macklin and Moose. And thanks to Sammy Callahan, Black Taru and Crazy Steve get the win. Big win there. Uh, it's weird to have a two-on-one in this feud, but Macklin and Moose, another person to them together, don't equal one Sammy Callahan. So this has been a fun, fun feud so far. I look forward to whatever craziness they're going to get into. Uh, Killer Kelly had a win over uh, Alicia Edwards. Tasha Steeles tried to get involved and uh, realized that was not the best thing to do. And uh, Killer Kelly, man, I, I think she could be a fantastic talent over there for them. Uh, really good showcasing, really good. Like, she's very fluid in what she does, and the way she portrays herself, uh, you're locked in. From the time she starts walking out, you're, you're locked in. Josh Alexander and Rich Swan took on Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with Maria, who are the tag team champions. Of course, the tag team champions win, as they should. It was a decent match. I'm not a big Alexander fan. Rich is okay. He, he, he does some fun stuff here and there, but uh, you knew from jump that Taven and Bennett were going to win that match, and I'm glad they did. Um, Mickey James took on Hyen. I think was her name. I, I, it didn't go long enough for me to know what her name was. Uh, but more importantly, Giselle, Giselle Shaw came out and uh, picked on Mickey as everybody else has done in her career. And uh, basically it's going to be Giselle Shaw and Mickey James coming up soon. And that uh, should be a pretty good match. Giselle Shaw, very underrated. I've already said multiple times tonight that Mickey James is all of Uh In the main event... Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns took on the Good Brothers. Uh, this was a really good match. Had a pretty good idea that Machine Guns were probably going to win, as they did. 
because the Good Brothers will be going back to Japan very soon, and we will see less and less of them, which is fine. They did a very good couple-year stint here in Impact Wrestling, held the belts, did some really fun things. Uh, good Brothers, man. We'll be talking about them more on New Japan stuff. Uh, but uh, the Motor City Machine Guns get the win. Fantastic win for them. And this all leads up to Victory Road, which is this Friday, I believe. I got it wrote down as September 23rd. So I think this Friday is Victory Road, the next pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling. And, of course, we will be here to review that next week as well. And then, finally, some New Japan action. We get Tama Tonga, who with his half-brother Tonga Loa used to be the, or are the, Gorillas of Destiny. I think they have since kind of uh, changed, they have kind of challenged each other. But uh, Tama Tonga takes on Jay White. A lot of people don't think that Tama Tonga is a good enough solo wrestler. So he's kind of went on a solo campaign here recently, and he got the clean, straight-up win versus Jay White, and this was awesome match awesome match very back and forth jay white we know he can just he's like the snake in the grass that randy orton can be he can sneak up and hit you with a switchblade out of nowhere and uh, he tried multiple times but in the end tama tonga ends up with the win which was a fantastic match uh the other match they showed new japan this week was lance archer versus okada this was weird because uh, apparently there's somebody who hasn't beaten Okada before, and that's Lance Archer, and he didn't beat him this time either. Okada ends up with the win. This is all part of the uh, G1 Classic and, and them getting points and things like that. Uh, good to see Lance Archer back on television. I, it's like he never gets a fair shake when he's over here in America, so uh, he has to go to New, New Japan to, to get a fair shake. But uh, good to see him. Him and Okada had a brutal, brutal match, but Okada ends up with the win in the end. And that will wrap up our wrestling portion of tonight's show. So that means we're to the end of our show. We hear the bell ringing. It's time to hit the showers and do it again next week. So thanks for joining us here at Strong Style. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Deuces, gooses.